Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Our sponsor is Moxie and Zen. If you head over to moxieandzen.com slash tforce and use the code tforce, you can get 20% off of your order on premium, high quality, and inexpensive boxers. They're made from bamboo to help wick away the sweat, which leaves you feeling fresh. Also, make sure to check out our Patreon, where we have a multitude of different perks. Anyone that signs up for the $5 tier will receive first dibs on any and all tournaments that we host. We'll send out an early access email so you can be at the front of the line to sign up and get onto the rift. The $10 tier will grant you access to special interviews or podcasts that we do. Additionally, $10 will grant you one replay review per month from the podcaster of your choice. Just download the replay file and send it to us via email or private Discord message. With the replay review, you'll get the insight and expertise that the podcasters bring, which will help you optimize each phase of the game. The $15 tier will unlock one live coaching session per month from the podcaster of your choice. Let us know who you'd like to talk to, and we'll set up a way for you to stream your game to them as a member of the podcast walks you through your game. And finally, the $50 tier We'll grant you a one-time guest spot on the podcast where you will be able to give your input on the show agenda and be live on the podcast with the rest of the Trinity Force crew. The money that we collect from Patreon not only helps keep the lights on, but helps to pay for better equipment and promotional materials. If you have any questions for the crew, shoot us an email at qu- uh, questions at trinityforcepodcast.com. You can also head over to our website, www.trinityforcenetwork.com. There you can find a link for our Discord, old episodes, and other Trinity Force Network podcasts. You can also visit our subreddit, r slash tforce network, our Twitter, at tforce network, our YouTube page, youtube.com slash c slash trinity force podcast, or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash tforce podcast, where we're regularly streaming tournaments, community game nights, other league games the podcasters are playing, and even other games occasionally. Finally, on Tuesday nights, make sure to join us in our Discord at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we will be playing and often streaming on Twitch, Community Game Night, for some fun pre-made games and in-house custom matches. Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Yo, it's that Triforce cast beaming straight to your home. Grab a beer so we know Pony ain't drinking alone. Send an email, a quick tweet, just pick up the phone. Leave a message, hit the beep if you're a creep, watch your tone. Discuss the meta game, patch notes, whatever helps your stats most. Obi Pone Kenobi is your last hope to snatch gold. So grab your headphones and join in the fun. We'll try and force in some jokes and some cringeworthy puns. Yo, we can make it together, people. Trinity Force Podcast. Boys, a second and none. Now that's the end of the intro. It's time we've begun. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 773 of the Trinity Force podcast. I'm your host, N.A. Eric, and tonight uh, I got three of my favorite friends here. We have Sean. Hello, hello. That's Sean on the bottom left there. And up in the top left and on my screen, we have Kybe. Kybe, how you doing? Hello. And uh, we have John, not to be confused with Sean. Their names are similar, but not the same. Yo. And tonight we have patch 12.13, 
or patch 12.13, if you want to say it that way. But um, yeah, before we get into that stuff, guys, how you doing? Uh, John, this is your second time on. We're glad to have you back, man. How you been? How's your week been? Just like a whole lot better since you're now a member of the Trinity Force podcast, right? People just recognize you in the streets. You get free lattes if you get lattes, you know, that sort of stuff, right? Yeah, life's become very easy, yeah. I just walk down the street, free coffee, free everything. I get free chauffeurs, free Ubers. Exactly. It's part of the package that comes from being a host. Yeah, we just haven't given Kai his yet. He still has to prove himself. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Uh, good week so far, John. Like, um, you know, good league's been going decent so far. Have yeah. you been doing ranked? You've just been playing Arams. What you been up to? Yeah, I like uh, so like for July Fourth, I went. Uh, I was at the lake and everything, and actually got like sunburnt. So I'm still recovering from that a little bit. Uh, but I've been playing a little bit. I've been playing normals with uh some of my friends. Uh, one of my buddies started playing like three weeks ago, so we're trying to just teach him, and um, I'm playing with him on one of my other accounts, um, but yeah, I mean, that's just been fun. Also trying, like, the new stuff um, has been a lot of fun, for sure. Um, I'm excited about the new patch, and um, I'll definitely start um, trying to get back into, into good form so I can grind some ranked again. Nice. Yeah, that must have been one hell of a sunburn if you're still recovering because July Fourth weekend has been over. We're recording on the thirteenth today, so yeah, over was, a week. Yeah, it's on the tail end of it, so it's Yeah, you should send shirtless pics. Why not? <laughs> yeah, it's only on the OnlyFans. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> <laughs> I have an aloe plant on my porch. If you need I can oh, break off some of the aloe and I've, send it to you. Yeah, I've been doing that daily. I've been doing the whole anti-sunburn routine daily so but yeah i mean it's on the tail end thankfully but it's always no okay. fun i mean it, it was also just unfortunate because i put on sunscreen like three times but i mean i was in and out of the water so it just wasn't oh enough. yeah it just wasn't enough that'll do it for you yeah i felt there was some i felt my shoulders got a little bit burned that weekend i was feeling like oh my arms are starting to burn so i was just like okay i'm just gonna put my shirt on because i don't i don't care like i don't i don't tan that well i kind of look like a lobster so i was like ah, i don't really know if it was i, I didn't want to be in pain that night yeah. uh yeah That's i've true. had some painful burns in the past and didn't want to feel it but yeah, cool glad you're starting to feel better yeah it's been a while. um yeah kai how you doing man this is a new background for you did you move or something uh yeah, that's what happens when your entire life is uh uprooted and thrown for a change you weren't expecting. Uh fuck me, am I right? Um <laughs> Now that we're done being morbid, um <laughs> what was the question? How are you doing? Oh, uh we're all right. Uh one of one of the competitive teams that I'm on uh for the Victorious League, it's a it's a draft league. I don't know if I've mentioned that one here, but it, there's essentially tryouts or exhibitions at the beginning of the season. All the captains have a draft, pick their teams fresh every split. Um, and my team, we had our quarterfinals for playoffs on Monday, and we won that. Uh, but it was nice. super stressful because we had to play with a sub, and our what you know, position was the sub playing in? So. The sub played top lane because we couldn't, for the life of us, find a correctly ranked AD carry. 
Um, so our probable MVP had to go play AD carry for us, and he's not an AD carry at all, but he was just the best player on the team. Um, sure. So he played AD carry, and the sub played top. Uh, first game was rough. We lost. And then game two was pretty much like a Team Liquid slow burn. Like, never sure. out of control. Just slowly choked him out. And then game three, the top sub played Trundle. And at, like, 20 minutes, we had seven towers. And Trundle had taken seven towers. So Oh, my God. It, uh... <laughs> He was he was very unkillable at that point. Um, oh my God, what was the lane matchup? What did he land into? What was it? Was it Sejuani? Because that's a horrible matchup for Sejuani. I don't have my league client open, so I can't tell you right now. What was it? I don't know. I'll pull it up while I'm talking. But sure. it uh the 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 shitty part about having used a sub is because our AD carry that was on the team. Apparently, he has a second account that is ranked higher than the one that he registered for the league. Oh, damn. And he never told anybody, so they kicked him, like, right at match time. So we had to find <laughs> had to find a sub last second. Couldn't really find one. Um, so, yeah. Apart from that, uh, I hate jungle and solo queue. Like, as soon as I finish playing these competitive games, I go play solo queue, and it's just... A completely different world yeah. so it's really annoying um so yeah who knows maybe i'll be the next sean and change my position again uh, the oh the matchup was trundle into uh pantheon and the guy oh, who okay. was playing pantheon is like a pantheon one trick so it was really funny to see him get his ass beat hmm. i feel like that would be uh i don't know i i've never i haven't seen pantheon in forever Although today uh, in LCK, Caria played Pantheon into Pike, hmm. which is pretty interesting to see. Like they didn't end up winning that game, but Pantheon was not the problem. So I uh, I just sent you guys an image in the in the server, so you'll be able to see. Trundle's damage to turrets was twenty six thousand five hundred and eighty nine. The next person in the game had two thousand two hundred and eleven. That's absurd. So, we're just like we're just looking at like okay here I'll I'll pop this graph I'll, I'll pop this image out and pull it onto my screen. Uh, op uh, open link sure. There we and go. Eric so, to make to make you we're proud. talking about this right here. This was that turret damage there that he's looking at. It's on the screen right now so the viewers can see. That's absolutely absurd. Um, Good God. To, ma to I make saw the you Lily proud, nice. yeah, yeah. So the guy, the jungler on the other team, is an outstanding Lilia player, like way, way better than me by far. Um, sure. But he started off blue side, and we just picked it away from him, and I just played it every single game so that he couldn't have it. So we just we handshaked uh, Lilia Diana. So it ended up going in our favor, but yeah. So we have semifinals. This upcoming Monday against uh, what is the other best team in the league. So it'll be a coin flip. Nice. Shout out Defoe. You're going down. All right. Well, good luck. Be a good sport. Represent us proudly. We love we love the astronauts. That's He's the owner of the other team that I play on on Friday nights. 
uh, to the moon. Yeah. Gotcha. So. Okay. Cool. Uh, Sean, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing all right right <laughs> now. <laughs> I uh, I don't know. I'm coming off like hell week right now. Honestly, I uh, having a bunch of car problems lately. Transmission on my car basically just completely fried. There's like some piece in there that my dad thinks he might be able to fix, but like our remand one is like 300 bucks, and like. Just, like, a used transmission for my car is, like, 600 so it's, like, you might as well just get a new transmission if you're just gonna have to do all the work and pull it out and everything. And, uh, so that was, like, two weeks ago, and then my, my dad has an old truck he was letting me use to drive to work, and then that shit out on me while I was driving to work, the had some sort of electrical problem, and the car just completely stopped accelerating, so <laughs> basically just pulled over the side of the road, and... Sounds like the Gotta ride home from him. Yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on, man. But like, if you know anything about the Midwest, like, there's not much for uh, like public transportation unless you're in like a big city. Like for yeah. Green Bay, like there's like Green Bay, Milwaukee, and Madison all have like okay public transportation, but for the main part you really need a car to get around in the midwest so like i was kind of screwed so i ended up buying another used car here now and that that's been going all right but yeah it was what kind of, what kind of car did you get for the used it was car? a volkswagen jetta oh i have one of those i have a volkswagen jetta what year is it it's a 2007 it's it's oh, le it's okay. leaking a little bit of oil but like for people that drive used cars like that's one of the most common things and they're like a billion parts that can leak oil in a car so it's not that bad but yeah, so other than that a, it's super a, nice fill up with oil every like once a month or once a month yeah makes, basically yeah i mean pretty much every car i've owned has leaked oil so i'm not too worried about that but other than that it's like the nicest car i've ever owned and Looks for like, like jetta's number one <laughs> yeah. but yeah for whatever reason the, the car market around is like terrible right now or at least the used car market and my like my guess and most other people's guesses is that like like in the midwest most like i'd say like 70 percent of people drive either like an suv or a truck with four-wheel drive for the winter and uh when gas prices went up super high like a lot of these people that own like new trucks they probably have like a couple extra grand in the bank to go and blow on like a used car so if like the difference in filling up your tank is going to be like 70, 80 bucks. So yeah, a new car will pay off itself pretty quickly, which like luckily gas prices are coming down now. But yeah, that's my guess to where all the used cars are going because like the market was like awful and I was super lucky to get the car I got. Like the dude said he had like 15 other people messaging him Jeez. and I was just kind of lucky enough to be the first guy to show up. So I kind of lucked out there. There's been used car issues since the beginning of the pandemic because then, you know, all the supply lines shut down. So then there were no more new cars were struggling to come in. Like if you go try and buy a new car from a dealership right now, they're telling you there's like a multiple month wait, even if it's a, like a pretty common car. Um, so then everyone swapped to buying used cars. So that's why it's just like there's just not a lot of cars out there. That's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I've heard the same thing, but I'm, I'm in the boat that I'm, I don't think I've ever even like own a car that's like within like the past 10 years so i've always had kind of old sure. clunkers but for the most part 
I don't that's that's been most of my week I played a little bit of league there was like I think like right after the transmission of my car went out I like came home and I was like feeling like shit I was like fuck it I'll send some ranked like whatever I remember I remember that when you messaged me yeah that's like that's the way I messaged you because I I remember first game my dear I was trying to play mid and like first game I had an 090 Darius in a 25 minute game, zero kill participation, died nine times. You guys the want second... to hear the message transcript? I've got it pulled up. <laughs> yeah, you can read it. Holy shit! Sure to say, like, sucks ass. LMAO. <laughs> what the fuck? First game 090 Darius top. Second game Yasuo top feeds three kills in like five minutes. The AFKs. Love that for you, Sean. Yeah, and then the next game I had a like one in twelve k in jungle. It just I don't for whatever reason, dude. Like whenever I, I play mid, it together. feels like what if it, it feels like I get worse like teammates when I play mid. I don't know if I'm just crazy or I'm getting unlucky or what, but or maybe it just feels like it because I had that couple of string of bad games. But like I swear to God, every time I play mid, I get like the worst teammates, and then I play like jungle or something, and my teammates are completely fine. So I don't know if that's actually a thing where like the game wants you to carry harder if you're gonna play mid, but I, I mean it probably is an experience. Yeah. I play jungle and just get <laughs> I mean I I'm not gonna say what I wanted to say, but I get specimens uh when I play jungle. He gets people that are not as good as he wished that they would be or are not playing up to their full potential. Correct. Yes, very, very good descriptor. And then when I when I play mid, my jungler just carries the game, and I'm like, wow, I guess I'm the problem. Well, when it's the thing is, when you're playing mid and the jungler is doing that, usually that's because the mid laner is enabling the jungle to do more of what they want. You're right. Like a, that's, you're a right. Big, that's a big difference. You're right. See, it's just I enable my teammates when I play mid, and when I play jungle, they don't enable me. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. You're an enabler. That's... In the good sense, not in the bad sense. Like hey, those those three Lilia games, I was enabling the fuck out of our Yon Yasuo. Let me tell ya. They were getting some big old sleepy time olds. Nice. Nice. Well, my week's been good. Uh, on Sunday, I did my Mud Run 10k, which was awesome. Um, it was like so. I showed up, and it was like uh, I'll post a couple pictures in the in the Discord. Um, but I I showed up, and like I was like seeing all these people that were like a lot more ripped than I am, or you know, looking. They just looked like they were in better shape. I was like, oh, okay. I don't. I thought I didn't think that there would be this many people in that good shape. Okay, fine. So then I you know, trudge over to where the starting area is for like the, I did like a 1045 AM heat start. Um, it will, it was like 1030, but then they went through like a big long legal thing. And then we did the pledge of allegiance for some reason or no, the national anthem. And then it was weird. And then they ended up letting us go like 10 minutes later. So it was like 1040, but then like, okay, the first like two miles or so, um, most people were keeping up and the obstacles were fine. They were keeping up through it and getting through. And then like after like mile two hit, there was a steep drop off of people being like, okay, I don't want to run this anymore. Um, and then they, they stopped running a decent amount. And then I was like, okay, I'm still going to like run. And so I was, uh, I was surprised that a lot of people looked like they were in better shape than they actually were, which is what I, I saw there. And then um, there were a lot of obstacles that like most people didn't finish. Like I, finish every single one except for 
one of them, which was there was like basically there was this um, like a pergola or a gazebo type thing, and uh, down from and you'd have to run through it and down from above where like picture like yellow twine or thread. And it was all electrified, so you'd be getting shocked as you ran through. I was like, nope, I don't want to learn that I have a heart condition by my heart stopping or something. Nope, I'm good. I'm just going to run around it real quick. And that's what I did there. But that one, and then there was one other one that I couldn't do because I didn't have any, my shoes are really old and stuff because I didn't want to like ruin nice shoes. Uh, and they didn't have any grip on them, and I could not get any grip on the other one. So, But I did the other 11 or so, and I was still, um, I ran the whole uh the whole six miles did all the other obstacles that I was able to. It was, it was fantastic. I'd highly recommend if anyone hasn't tried it and wants to try it, please go out and do it. Like do a mud run from, or a terrain race or, you know, a Spartan race or whatever they call it from there's several different places that do them. They happen all across the country pretty often. Go ahead and, and try them out. They're really fun. But yeah, other than that, um, letting my body recover and uh, just been playing some league for sure. Uh, I didn't play any ranked in the last few days, but or maybe I did. I might have played some on Monday. I don't remember. But um, just been playing norms and stuff. I'm super excited for the fiddlesticks buffs because they're not needed, and he's already very good if you know what you're doing, and it's going to be nuts. But, yeah, so I'm excited about all that. Yep. Um, cool. So, boys, let's get down to business. We have uh, a couple answers for the previous question of the week to go through, and we got a new question of the week to pose as well. So previous question of the week was how much weight do you put on your solo queue rank? And we've already read through a couple answers, but we've gotten a couple more since the last time we were on. So um, <laughs> one person said, uh, the weight of my firstborn child, a.k.a. none at all. I play till gold for the free stuff, and uh, champ pool is a snooze fest, and then like to play for pretty champions and pretty skins. I like that respect i like that analogy too that was pretty funny and then um we got one more answer uh for the last couple seasons i've just gotten to gold and stopped playing ranked um this season i'm pretty comfortable in gold games but having fun continuing to push to try and get higher not worried about losing the rewards so just been having fun uh, and just seeing how far that i can go in a competitive environment that's a that's a really healthy attitude to have about it sean you should look at ranked like that just try and you know have fun to see how far you can go in a competitive environment like rank doesn't suck I don't know. My experience, it usually does. <laughs> I th I th I'd say that's the general consensus from the community right now, because most people don't like playing ranked. I think even like Faker came out and said if he wasn't a pro yeah. player, he wouldn't play ranked. I will say, like, lately I've been playing a little bit more Valorant, and I think, like, the easiest thing Riot could do to uh, make ranked more interesting is just add voice chat, because, like, Honestly, like, I've probably played, like, 30, 40 games of Valorant now, and, like, I've had, like, one bad experience with voice chat. For the most part, it's, like, either people, like, taking the game seriously, or it's, like, a good experience, and people are, like, being goofy, and it's funny, and it just adds to the experience, and there was one dude that was, like, th hurling slurs, and, like, whatever, and you just, I mean, you just report him and mute him, man, I don't know. Like, other than that, like... I have not, I've had very little problems and I remember we tried like we argued about this a bit for like the New Year's episode or whatever and like I know Chaz is like really worried about like toxicity but for the most part it it was it's, it's been fine. It's not a problem, yeah. yeah. I also don't think that the same type of person plays Valorant that plays League. 
Like, yeah, you'll have some crossover, but I think that the league community is a lot more toxic than the shooting the shooters community. Coming from coming from both. Like shooter like FPS games are not anywhere near as toxic as I've seen in League. Overwatch is the closest I've ever seen and it's not even close. I don't know. John, what do you think, man? Uh, I feel like... I don't know. I feel like League's pretty notorious for that. Um, like, in my experience, I mean... <clears throat> because of stuff like that, like, when I'm playing, like, ranked, for example, like, I'll just... I mute all, and I'll only have, like, pings on. And then, I mean... Hmm, okay. If it's, uh... If it gets, like, bad enough, I'll just mute the pings as well. I like uh, I like just playing my my game. Not uh, at least when I'm playing jungle. Um, just playing my game and not having too much outside influence from teammates. Cause I felt like that was an issue I had in the past was listening to every play you know a teammate wants to do when it's not always the the best thing to do. Sure, that makes sense. But, I. Uh, it's interesting that you play the most social role and try to be as in, you know, unsociable as as possible there. That's interesting. I mean, I feel like, uh, I mean, they'll still be able to see my pings, right? Like, I don't know, in, in solo queue, uh, I feel like uh, sometimes, like, when you can, uh, like, you have someone you know you can play around. You know, like you—you you don't even have to say anything. You know, like if the wave state is good, you know you're you're set up for a gank. You're doing one more camp, and then you know the wave will be in a good spot for you to gank. <coughs> and uh, the enemy yeah. is probably going to engage on them and use some stuff. Um, like there's kind of like an unspoken language there, I guess, is kind of what I'm trying to say. So it's like, sure, I'll ping like you know I'm on the way, and I'll do it like you know in advance, but. You know, there's there's kind of like an unspoken language of, you know, this is like prime time. And like, I'll tell them I'm on the way and, you know, we're ready to make the play. Yeah, I get what you're saying. A lot of times you don't need to be typing or even voice comms wouldn't help that much for sure. There would be times when it would, but yeah, there's yeah you don't yeah. you don't necessarily need to. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. The other thing though okay. is like I'll, the pings are definitely nice because then... Uh, like for keeping track of summoners and whatnot, because that's that can be important too. Because that's like a big thing I found that's can be abused at least in solo queue is like if someone blows flash and I mean you can abuse that big time. And uh, I mean I feel like that's one thing that uh, people don't do enough um, is just punishing people for stuff like that, like small stuff like that, because it goes makes a big difference. Yeah, I know I certainly don't do that enough. I track them, but I don't necessarily punish as much as I should or could. Yeah. Well, um, cool. So back to that question of the week stuff. Uh, not that tangents aren't great, but um, we have a new question of the week. Uh, what is your favorite ARAM champion? So, John, you came up with this one. What's your favorite ARAM champ to play? Honestly, I love... And I think it's hilarious because we talked about it uh, previous episode was my most played champ was Yasuo. I really like playing Yasuo in, in ARAM. I mean, he's a ton of fun. I would say either him or Nidalee 
are my favorites. Um, especially like when you have Yasuo on your team, like gives you some nice setup. You can get some some fat ults. It's a ton of fun. Sure, totally. Kai, what about you? I like uh, I like Ezreal and Brand. Solid, solid choices, Sean. I don't have one offense. I dude, I hate Arams so much. Like, <laughs> just whatever. I don't care really when I play Arams. Okay, mine is uh number one is Zoe. I love Zoe so much in Aram. And then after that, I'd say pre durability update Kiana. I don't know anymore. I think uh, Nautilus now for just full health Nautilus build. <laughs> it's hilarious. Just hitting people with your anchor and being having like 6,000 health and they just can't chew through you. Even if you don't have that much resistances, like it's just, it's a fun time. Yeah. John likes Teemo. Dude, I was so bored that game. Like I, I just like walked up and died like four times in a row. And I was like, I'm just going to make a wall of shrooms. Like I don't care anymore. <laughs> I mean, it stopped them so many times. So we're talking about, we had, yeah, community night last night. Uh, and we played an ARAM game that lasted, what, like 50 minutes, I think it ended yeah. with, like that amount of time. It was it was next level. But Sean was on Teemo, and then, yeah, as he said, he just started setting up like walls of shrooms. It was pretty funny. Yeah. To which Senna, who had Umbroglave, would queue through them and kill like four of them at once. Yeah, it wasn't great. I don't, like, I understand, <laughs> I understand they have to have the stupid sweeper thing for aram because like there's no other way to reveal invisible objects but like teemo is already not a good team fighting champion and his ult is only aoe anyways so like the fact that just gets countered by a minion walking by it feels so stupid to me he's gotta be one of the worst aram champions man i don't know let me see uh what do we think his aram win rate is um Okay, Sean, give me. What, what do you think it is? You said it's not good. What do you think? Forty-nine. I saw 53. it last night. Fifty-three. I saw it last night. It's a new patch. So it's okay, using... sure. So let me use. I'll go twelve point twelve. Fifty-two point six. I'll go twelve eleven. Maybe man. that's the one you were looking at. Fifty-two and a half. Maybe twelve ten. Fifty-three point three. So maybe he's bad, but people are making it work maybe everyone else is just playing other shit worse than i don't know um, i have no it felt really bad maybe i was just not playing it right or whatever but yeah i was not really having a great time it was it was funny to watch i don't think i've ever stacked that many shrooms where you bounce them off each other you just keep bouncing in the exact same spot and it just makes a big line eventually but that was kind of funny <laughs> that was yeah. that was like the most enjoyment i got out of that game I'm just looking to see what all of our favorite champs were because Zoe has is like the f the fourth worst ARAM champ apparently over the last two patches. She's a 42.3 win rate, which seems extremely crazy to me. But uh, what's yes? What there was? Yeah, yeah. Let me look. Um, I gotta keep changing it to ARAM. Uh, on this patch, it's not enough time, so I go back one. 53.2 top 20. Nice. And Kybe's brand is probably going to be very good. Mm, uh, back one patch. 53.3, top 16. There you go. Nice. There we go, indeed. Thresh is so, good one too. Okay. I love Thresh. Thre 
Oh, I don't like playing. Well, if I play Thresh, I play full AP Thresh so I can one-shot people with like a Q, E, R. It's not very good. But yeah, so, okay, uh, patch 12.13. So, um, there's a bunch of really cool stuff. There's not a ton of, ch I mean, there's a decent amount of changes, but mostly buffs, uh, a couple of adjustments and some system changes. We have Neela coming out. Um, we'll cover her in next week's episode. We haven't, she just came out today and I haven't played her nor played against her. Uh, I know some of you guys may not have even seen her yet either, so we'll cover her next week. But she is out on this patch. But so for adjustments now, um, we have Sivir getting an adjustment. So, um, John, you like Sivir, don't you? Oh, yeah. Why don't you just run us through? Just run us through it. You don't need to read like every number, but just like what's the? Because there's a lot of shit in here. Yeah. So what's the overall direction? Um, yeah. So I'll give you the basic right now. Basically, uh. Like, they're moving her more into, like, uh, crit, her more traditional crit builds. Uh, they changed her uh, boomerang, her Q. Um, the cast time on it scales down with attack speed now. And the uh, damage scales with uh, crit strike chance. So the more, it basically incentivizes you to go crit. Um, and then with the W... The ricochet, um, they made it so it can bounce to w like the same target up to two times, and um, it used to be that the attack speed you get on the W was tied to a passive on the ult, and now they just have the attack speed on the oh. W, which is like a huge like quality of life. I feel like it's super nice for early farming, because um, before early you wouldn't get that attack speed on the W till you got your old at level six, so that's super nice. The uh, the bounce is easier to hit in general, also. Um, the other big thing is the spell shield. Like it used to if you block something with it, you would get a uh, mana back. Now they changed it where when you block a spell it gives you it just heals you for a uh, scaling amount off for uh, A V and it has like scaling A P as well. Um, so I would say that's, like, the main thing. They changed some, uh, they made her ult better, which is, I'm looking at, it, it's, it's nice, like, and I played her one time, um, and basically, like, they just made it so her ult is scaling, as far as, like, how long it lasts, its duration, it's, uh, they made it have a lower cooldown at all ranks, her ult, and then, uh, when you're, uh, autoing during her ult now, you have, uh, it lowers her basic ability cooldowns by a little bit. So it's kind of like a Master E thing with this cube, but it's for all her abilities, which is super nice for, like, cleaning up team fights at the end and stuff like that, seems like. Oh, absolutely. And then also, the I think one of the biggest things is, as I'm reading it, when she when her ult is up, if there's a takedown yeah. that she helps in, it refreshes. That's huge. Yeah, that is really nice, because it's almost like, uh, like Ghost now, because, yeah, you can, like, yeah, that's true. Cause you can during drag or something like that, or like a Baron or a team fight. If you just get a takedown, I mean, you can have your ult up. It's realistic that you could have your ult up the whole that whole time. Yeah. Yep. I wonder if this only uh, does it for her, or if it does it for everyone. I don't know how that's coded. That would be interesting to see, though. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, but okay, cool. Thanks for running us through that. Yeah. I know that. Yeah, she's just 
She's crit more and yeah, a bit more squishy. But um, one of the only nerfs this patch, we have our boy Corky. Uh, so just a couple of... I thought it was nerfs. Yeah, it, it will... Okay, they say it's a nerf. But yeah, so his EAD scaling is increased. So his E is actually better. Um, they just changed the, the bonus AD ratio, nothing else. It's just a little bit stronger. But the, the missiles, the rocket damage is down flat damage, both the normal ones and the, the big one. And the AP ratio is down in both cases as well. Uh, so it's he's the, the missiles are not going to hurt as much as they did before, which is probably good because... Corky was not good in like lower elo that much, I don't think. But as you climbed up, he became more and more problematic. But uh, and you see him everywhere in pros now, so I'm I'm totally glad about this. Now we won't see people be wanting Corky in you know in China and Korea and Europe and stuff, just like not picking him that early. I don't know. I'm I'm happy to see this. Are you guys happy to see Corky get knocked down a a peg? Yep. Honestly, it doesn't really matter to me. <laughs> Why doesn't it matter? You I, just, you, I mean, like, you don't think that this is like, a, you don't think this will change anything? I mean, it, it'll probably shift him to his AD build, but I mean, doesn't, don't his, isn't his damage like 80% magic from his passive? But it's, yes, but it's because it converts his autos and other things into magic. So it's like, yeah, so the bait, like, um, but it's his, I think his passive just concerns his autos, I believe. Is it? I, I don't know. I believe I don't it know. is. Let me... I can look. Let me see. Because, like, or, uh, if it's, I mean, yeah. if 80% of his, all of his damage is magic, you just go AD builds now, and you're just going to do more damage. Like, you might have to run AP elsewhere, but you're going to do more damage overall. Uh, his passive, not the package, the other passive. Corky's basic attacks are modified to deal 80% magic, 80% uh, of your AD and magic damage and 20% in physical damage. So it's just auto attacks? Just autos, yep. Oh, and anything okay. that would apply an auto. So not anything else, no. Just the autos. Okay, never mind then. Yeah, but so that's why even with AD Corky, you're seeing them build Sork Shoes or Void Staff sometimes as well, just because then you're making those autos go through harder. But yeah, I think this makes Corky much worse. But they said that he's been a quote-unquote menace in pro play. So, yep. Um... <laughs> Cool. Uh, Elise. Um, Sean, you want to take us through Elise? Sure. Base health, health growth, and base armor are increased. The human Q form damage increased. Um, this is like a little You say that thing. like you're so fluent with Elise, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, Elise is actually one of, like, I know a lot of people have uh, champions that they just kind of like mesh with their kit just naturally, and Elise is actually just like one of those for me like honestly like my loose is pretty good <laughs> even though i don't i don't like the champion like thematically or whatever like it like spider lady i i, I don't like the playstyle either i don't like how like early game focus she is and if you don't like snowball early she feels really bad late game but i i don't know a lot of times when i play at least i actually end up doing really well but yeah, I mean, I I don't see the champion at all anymore, so I'm sure she probably just needed nerfs. Like, I can't remember the last time I played against an Elise. Yeah, she uh, she didn't she wasn't horrible last patch apparently in plat plus like forty nine percent win rate, so probably pretty balanced. But 
Oh, challenger last patch, 57% win rate. But still, like she's yeah, she's only good in as you go up because the game goes on longer and then she falls off pretty hard, like you were saying. If you don't get ahead, then she feels pretty rough. Yeah, she, I, I mean she's like I one of like the best because I hate her. Well, she's like one of the gotta be one of the best turret diving junglers because of her repel, and that's like something that scales with the higher up you go to, where you have top laners actually building up waves and setting up dives and stuff like that. So she's really good for like plays like that, but you're not gonna see that lower elo. Yeah, Kaib, John, any other thoughts on Elise? Yeah. I I don't really ever play her honestly. I'm not I'm not very good at her. I mean, I I don't play her, uh, but I definitely thought she was. I would say she was on the weaker side. I mean, she's a champion that's super good early game, and you can set up like John was talking about, um, dive super early, which, um, like you can if you can play for a win con, and like just you know make the enemy like top or bot or wherever mid just cry pre ten. She's a really good champ at doing that, but she's very hard to carry with, I would say, because late game, she's, she's tough to play in team fights and stuff like that, and uh, it becomes easier for people to deal with her later, but I don't know, That's I would like to just like give her a whirl and try to at least like learn her a little more, but I haven't seen her almost at all. Yeah, I haven't either. Like in the last few patches, I'm just looking her. I mean, right now her pick rate on this patch is 3.5. That's gonna go down. Like it's, it hovers around like 1.8, 1.5 basically. So she's not in a ton of games, but uh, that pick rate's up so far. So people are trying her out. So yeah. other than yeah. uh, I've had her on my team like a few times. One of my friends plays her. I'm as good at her. But uh, other than that, no, I haven't seen her like in solo queue or really just in normal games in general. Or anything like that. I haven't seen her. I haven't seen her at all this season by teammates or enemies at all. No. Yep. Um. Okay. Evelyn. Uh. I should probably pick back up Evelyn. I used to play her a lot, but um. So her passive heal increase. Uh. Her W the magic resist reduction. So when you fully proc the charm, you reduce a percent of the enemy's magic resist. That's up. It's actually up. Like it was thirty five percent when you max it. Now it's forty five, which is kind of crazy i actually didn't realize the level scaling the old rank five is now the new rank one <laughs> that's insane uh wow so level three if she charms you she's shredding 35 percent of your magic resist Dang. i can say level three because she doesn't take it until level three or maybe level two depending on what camps you're trying to clear in order but yeah um which is pretty crazy. And then now when you use R, it puts your passive, the the demon shade, when you go invisible, and then when you start to heal as well uh, out of combat on a 1.25 second cooldown rather than the normal four second cooldown, which is fine. A nice quality of life buff. I don't think it really does all that much, though. It's not going to make her crazy, but these are solid. Uh, I think the first two, the self-heal at low health, the, the passive buff, and the ult one are placebo changes. That W change, though, that's real. That that magic resist shred is nasty. I feel like the um, demon shade on that 1.1 1 .1 second cooldown rather than 4 is... That can be big, too, because like, you can just ult and then be out of vision. Like When you're trying to like get away as a low health Evelyn, I feel like that makes it... 
a three point seven five second difference makes a that can't make a difference. Like for sure, yeah, stuff, I guess I didn't you're think trying about to, like just kill someone and then get out really fast and you're really low. You can just like get back in your uh your cloak, your demon shade really quick if you're out of vision. Yeah. I didn't even think about that that much. And then if you're at lower health, and then that does allow you, yeah, to go into a fight, take damage, use your ult, and then almost immediately be healing because when you're in Demon Shade, yeah, you're healing. And the amount you heal scales with your level as well as uh, your AP as well. So you can you can heal up your full health bar mid to late game. It's kind of nuts. Yeah. So, I mean, that... I haven't seen her almost at all, so she probably, she probably needed buffs. Like, I've barely seen people play her. I've seen her, but I also, like, if you know what you're doing, you can kind of stop her from doing anything. Yeah. yeah, last patch, she was a 48, uh, low 48% win rate. 12-11, uh, 49% win rate. 12-10, So far on this patch, she has double the pick rate, so people don't know what they're doing with her yet, and she has a 47% win rate, but once people, once the people who are casual Evelyn players stop then the win rate will go up, almost definitely. So we'll see. Kai, have you ever played Evelyn at all? I did when I first started playing the game, um, but I that that was one of the like when I first started, I I didn't really mesh with some of the assassin characters, just kind of sure. tended to bruisers, and then like once I started to expand into more more assassiny type characters. I just never really tried to pick her back up. Um, I think she's fun. Uh, I I just I haven't really haven't really played that much of her, so don't really have an opinion on it. I hate playing against her, um, but I also hate playing against anything that's invisible. Yeah. Okay. Um, next one. I'm so excited for this. I mentioned this earlier. The fiddlesticks change. So fiddlesticks, I think, uh, so both of these are big, but the fear duration is going up by 0.25 seconds at all ranks. Um, so now the minimum is 1.25 and it goes up to 2.25, which is pretty big. Uh, and then the, because that's his second max generally. Uh, it could maybe, you could maybe max E second, but generally you want to go Q second. Uh, but then the crow storm, the R damage. So the the flat damage is going up by 125 at every rank flat, and that's over the duration of the ult, I believe. And then the AP ratio is going up by 25 percentage points. So now it's 250 percent of your AP. 250. I don't know of any AP ratio that's that high in the game. That's, gross. that's insane. Are you guys going to be picking up Fiddlesticks then to abuse it? I might I want to know Ryder Fiddlesticks. I want to know why Ryder is playing Fiddlesticks for them to give him this many buffs. Like, the champion hasn't been bad. He's been good for so long, and now they're just buffing him again. I don't understand it at all, honestly. He's been great since he came out. People just stopped playing him because he's, like, a very different style jungler. But, like, uh, I mean, so to put it in perspective, last patch... 49.2 the previous patch 50 with like a two and a half percent pick rate right now the pick rate is doubled it's almost at five and he has a 52 percent win rate he's the third best jungler right now like it's i'm not even shocked this is it's just disgusting 
it, he he should he, he shouldn't have gotten buffed this much. I don't think he needed buffs at all. He's probably going to get hot fixes if I had to guess. But uh, if you're playing him, please just go first strike. It's you get so much extra gold and it's disgusting. Just uh, it's so it's so good. Please, if you want free low, play piddle, play a fiddle six right now. I don't know. I maybe I'm blowing these changes out of the water. I don't think I think that they're actually as impactful as I'm saying that they are, but maybe not. I don't know. No, I mean point two five. Uh, seconds of CC is quite a bit. I mean, we talked about that with Seraphine. Now Seraphine's like out of control, and they added like 0. 0.5 to her E or whatever, and now it's 0. 0.25 to his Q, which is like already is like a notoriously annoying ability to deal with, just a point and click fear. So like, yeah, just getting that for well, that's free also, is crazy. And that's also the that's also the duration when you hit someone and you don't even have to hit them with your Q to fear them. It's if you're out of combat and you deal any damage to, uh, to enemies when you're in, um, when you're in fog of war, it will also do that. Like it's, it's nuts. So when you're getting a five man ult or something, instead of at level six, you're talking about a one second fear. Now you're talking 1.25, but you're talking over two seconds now when you have when you're at level 13 that's insane it's just nuts yeah, i don't know he's pretty gross he also clears really well you can double camp pretty much everything in the jungle with him level one like yeah i mean the champion's just good right now yeah john you got any thoughts yeah i mean if you he's a camp that like uh he's like uh, a little more nuanced but like if you can get his clear down, like uh, to do it like really well is technically difficult. But if you can get it down, it's so good. I mean, you can just rinse your. He's a really good champ where you can just like rinse your jungle really quick, and then make a play with your old reset, and then just re repeat the process. Yeah, basically, yeah, you don't want to be doing anything until your ult's up, and then when your ult's up, you want to just be looking to punish over aggression or gank someone. Because you also, once you are once you learn all the little pockets of vision that you can hang on, the little edges that are poorly coded on the map, it's it's really fun. One of my favorite ones is to do is just like, uh, if you're in mid lane, and then even if the wave's there, like if it's in the middle of the lane, you walk behind one of the the little sidewalls where there's that brush. You don't even need to go in the brush, but like behind one of those, you just pop around and then you're immediately out of vision and then you could start to channel it and then just land on them. When they're right in the middle of the lane, they're like, oh, I just saw him two seconds ago. Boom, you're feared. And then you make sure that you hit them with a Q for damage and then you silence on top so then they can't move anything again. It's, it's fucking gross. Yeah, like I, like I guess to the end of uh, what Sean was saying, like I'm a little confused why they're buffing him too because he's like, in my eyes, like a champ that's like a little, uh, like he's meta agnostic. Like it doesn't really matter what the meta is. Like he's just gonna do his thing. Like he's just gonna farm really well, use his ult to just do disgusting things in team fights. Like you control vision, and you know just he's really hard to deal with if you can if you can play him really well. And I think that's like doesn't matter what the what the meta is. He's still going to do his thing. Yeah, absolutely. And then, I mean, pre-durability update, he was doing better. But once the durability update hit... Oh, they buffed him right before the durability update and then buffed him again 
Well, they actually didn't buff him. What he didn't get hurt by the durability update because of his numbers. Remember, they reduced everyone's healing uh, once it hit, but they reduced it, and then they put his back. So they actually didn't change him at all, which was just nuts. So I don't know. I, whew, I could keep going on about Fiddlesticks forever, but yeah, very meta agnostic. And if you're playing against him, uh, pray that you draft some abilities that grant you vision of areas. You have some long-range areas to poke brushes or random spots on walls, but yeah. The biggest thing that I've found that I've started to play around with is uh, if you don't move for like two seconds, if you just hit S, you turn into one of your effigies. And then, you know, if someone walks next to an effigy, it's pretty normal. You see the Fiddlesticks' health bar. It's pretty normal to like see one of them flash or use their ultimate or something. So then if someone walks near it, then you just ult and they think you're an effigy and you ult right on top of yourself. And then all of a sudden, then you can use your fear and your silence and stuff. I did it in a game uh, yesterday. Actually, it was it was hilarious. Yeah, it's something like you, you read that in the passive. I don't think I've ever seen anyone actually utilize that in game or try it myself. But it is like an interesting part of his kit. You can just kind of stand still and look like an effigy. There's a, there's a Wood Division video where it's great. One of the clips that people someone submitted was on ARAM. Um, someone put a bunch of effigies in a corner, and the other team just walked by them. They didn't care. And then one of them was a real fiddlesticks. And then he just, once they walked by, he walked over and ended the game with an open nexus. It was, it was hilarious. <laughs> I don't know why you wouldn't kill them. You get like three gold for killing them. Anyways, okay. Uh, next one, uh, Galio. Kai, do you want to cover him? Let's do it. Uh, so Galio's just having his Q damage increased. <laughs> I take it Sean just watched what I sent to our server because we're both laughing at the same time now. Um... <laughs> I was laughing because you're like, "Let's do it." It's just like this, oh. this tiny little buff. Let's do it. Well. Okay, well, you'll get the same reaction out of what I just sent you. So, okay, so yeah, his Q damage is being increased. Uh, the tornado damage per tick is going from 2% to 2.5% plus 1% per 100 AP of the target's maximum health. And the tornado max damage over 5 seconds is going from 8% to 10% of the target's maximum uh, health. So, maybe some more... AP builds on Galio? I don't know. I never I never really played him uh, when I was fooling around mid that much, uh, but I always just looked at him as a utility mid laner. CC, knock people down for your carry junglers. Yeah, I, I think he definitely is very utility focused. I mean, obviously this doesn't change any of his utility, it just makes him stronger. So, uh, But my thing is, because he's He's still going to be good in mid. Like, if you know what you're doing, this doesn't make him any worse. It makes him better. I don't think it makes him that much better. But does this make him more viable in support? I I would say still no, but it doesn't hurt him anywhere. Do you ever want to jungle Galio with this now, the Q damage increase? I, I have said for a long time that I think Galio would be a very fun jungler. So I might, I might screw around and mess with it um, I mean hell I played well you know we've talked about it before uh, brand jungle I finally played it I played it uh, yesterday one game uh, 12 one and nine 
Just it's good if you know what you're doing. Like you just need to get your full clear and then be able to land skill shots. It's good. The clear, the clear is the first clear is rough, and I and I wasn't I wasn't thinking about the fact that I was uh, starting my blue side, so I started W. Um, oh, don't do that. I no. think you start I Q. think yeah, that and that's what I was I was playing with Masashi, and he told me that I should have started QE uh, since I was going blue ground. Um, but like I, I could see if you started like your wolves or your raptors, you could probably start W or E, honestly. Right, but yeah, if you start one of those AOE camps, but uh, no, not your E. You don't. You never start E because E doesn't. Oh, it does spread to a few near tar targets. You would just. You that, would just. But... You need to stand in the middle of it and auto one pull up E and then start kiting. Yeah, I'd but say, I would though, still it's... say start W if you're gonna start one of those camps. Right, you should start just with a leech leash though, because he does need a leash. You start Q and then put go. Uh, w afterwards because then you're doing the extra damage to the ablaze target. Yep. And you just got to walk around and kite and stuff like that. It's until you hit level three, it's not great, but once you hit level three, totally golden. You're not worried about anything really. Yeah, it yeah. was uh, a lot of fun. Who knows? Maybe. I mean, I don't think that this will like put Galio into jungle contention or anything, but I think it could be fun. Yeah. You take Predator. You do a. Three camp clear recall with boots, and then you just run right into a lane or something. You could on—I mean, you could honestly start your. Uh, well, I guess either side, considering its Q is such a good AOE, and you could start. Yeah. You could start either side, go three camp, and then back. So. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. Um. Anyone other? Anyone else got thoughts on Galio at all? No. Nope. No, that's fine. What were you going to say? No, I mean, that, uh, there's not much. I mean, it's small change. Sure. So, okay. Uh, Gwen, then. Kaiba, I know you like Gwen a lot. Why don't you take us through her as well, then? I didn't plan these very well in order, but I realized that. But go ahead and talk some more. Uh, this is I, this is the one that's aimed at pro play, because she's... Like yeah. when they when they mess with her and her numbers, she either becomes useless as hell or completely busted. So they they tried to change it some where that wouldn't happen when they mess with her numbers. Um, so her her health regen growth is going from 0.55 to 0.9 every five seconds. Uh, her passive, a thousand cuts. The maximum damage against monsters has gone down from ten plus fifteen percent to six plus ten percent. Uh, the snip snip. Um, so they have. They raised the they raised the base. Yeah, they raised the base them. damage per snip. Decreased or sorry, they increased the final snip damage. Um, the center snip. Base and and the AP ratio yeah, as well AP. on the final snip. Yeah. The center snip has gone from 100% true damage to 75% true damage. Uh, and then there's two new parts with her Q's passive, so it now deals 75 damage against minions with more than 20% health. And then minions below 20% health now take 1,000 bonus damage instead. Um, okay. Uh, the W Hallowed Mist, her bonus armor and MR is being increased, as well as the AP ratio at all levels, um, but the duration is going down from 5 to 4. It's very, very needed. Um, the E, Skip and Slash, the bonus magic damage is going from 10 plus 15%. 
up to 15 plus 20 percent AP. Uh, the bonus range 50 to 75, and then the cooldown is staying the same early but going up late. So it was 13 scaling down to nine. Now it's 13 scaling down to 11. Uh, and then the cooldown refunded on the first basic attack was 50%, now it's 25, scaling up to 65%, so weak early, stronger late. And then her R needlework, uh, the damage is being increased at all ranks, as well as the AP ratio from 8 to 10. And then instead of, uh, so it, her R has three three shots, you, you, know, you hit R for the first time, then you would hit a champion or a minion or something, you could hit it again. Uh, they changed that. Now it's just you can recast it after one second has gone by. So cast the first, wait a second, cast the second. Same thing. So I don't I don't really know how to feel so, about this other than the fact that it's a jungle nerf for sure. Yeah, here, so here's my take on it all. So it's, it's clearly a jungle nerf with the passive against monsters getting gutted. Um her health regen is up. Okay, sure. So she she already had a good amount of sustain in lane. So now she has a little more sustain. Okay, fine. Her Q does more damage um, when you're not hitting the center. Um, but now when you're hitting the center, you're not getting as much true damage. I think that that's actually a nerf. Well, it's a nerf for good Gwen players. It's not a nerf for bad Gwen players. Because now bad Gwen players aren't hitting the center they're still getting the bonus damage. They're actually, or they're still they're getting more damage than they had before. So fine. And then it helps you clear waves more too, which that helps early Gwen and that helps uh people who aren't able it just it helps lower tier Gwens. It just does. Uh W then I think that this W is actually better for lower ELO as well, but much worse for higher because for waiting out at one extra second, that's or waiting one less second to be able to attack her or throw stuff at her in her hallowed mist, not that big of a deal. Um, in like you know pro play team fights, they can just not in or they can just dodge around it or something for one extra second. Then okay, or for one less second, then they can go. That's a that's a pretty big difference. Um, but when you're in lower elo, then people are not going to necessarily recognize it. They're just going to try and run into her anyways. So there's that. Um, and then her E, yes, the range is up. Yes, the damage is up. Uh, the cooldown is up, though, and the cooldown refund is not as good. So honestly, I think that like you need to... Maybe Q's not her first max anymore, because this actually, like, this is a big deal, this E change. Yes, she has more range. It's back up to what it was when they nerfed it, but uh, Christ, I don't know, because the cooldown refund, is it's very... That was central to her early duels. Now she doesn't have that. She's going to be even worse early. Um, and sure, her R damage is up, but not, you know, if you missed it, then you couldn't use it again. This is now, taking taking that part away is now rewarding, again, bad Gwen players. So, like, good Gwen players, this doesn't really, this change here doesn't change anything. It just gives them more buffs, but um, it rewards bad Gwen players. Overall, I don't like their direction because they've lowered the skill floor significantly, I think, with Gwen. And she was already pretty mechanically simple. I don't I don't love it. <laughs> Good thing I'm looking to move to top lane. <laughs> yeah, I don't love it. Uh, John, what do you think? I mean, there's a lot of changes here, but like, do you? What do you think? Is it a, a net buff, net nerf? What do you think? Yeah, I think it makes it like a little more accessible for 
Like, Lover loves to play. Because, yeah, like you were saying, like, she's pretty <coughs> insane in pro play. Whenever she's, like, a little strong, she's, she's very oppressive. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree. It's, like, I don't know. I thought that uh looks like they're moving away from the Gwen jungle as well. I mean, I thought that was kind of fun, but, I mean, I get how why they're trying to make that not so much a thing. Yeah, then they have to balance around her in two roles, and it's it's harder for the balance team, for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Sean, anything extra to add? No, not really. I hate okay. the champion so you, a you, lot. You so agree hope, with everything I, I say. I hope it's overall nerf. I mean, I don't know, man. I've talked about Gwen a bunch of times on the podcast. I'd never learned how to play around her right in top lane. I just feel like I get dumpstered every time I play against her. So, like, a nerf her, I guess. <laughs> I think overall this is a nerf, so I'm a little happy with sure. it. Let's see what the stats say. So, Gwen, right now, plat plus 51% win rate. Jesus. Last patch, 45. Okay. Her pick rate has doubled, but we're also in a you know small sample size right now. Okay, it's a tenth of the sample size of last patch. She wasn't played that much before, so I don't know. Um, very interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> Gwen Jungle now, though, is significantly worse. Interesting. Maybe that, I mean, this is a, a buff for lower play. Like, we that's what we all thought. Overall, 51% win rate. If we look in, like, iron, she's got a 52. Bronze, she's got a 50. 52 in silver. In plat, 51. In masters, 55. Jesus. GM, 55. Challenger, 49. Okay, that's weird. But, yeah. Cool. Uh, okay. Um, John, you want to cover Karthus for us? Yeah, sure. So... Their uh, base armor and health growth increased, so um, they're just bumping those numbers up a little bit. Base armor is from 18 to 21, and the health growth is 101 to 110. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think he's, I thought he was fine. I mean, he's just, he kind of just does his thing. Similar to Fiddlesticks, he's like just rinsing his jungle and then ulting people, ganking from half the map away. It's going to yeah. make him a little tankier and stuff. Yeah. His stats are up in jungle. He's up by like 1% at win rate or so. Karthus mid is up a bunch yeah, I've seen it. from before because it's actually like, that's a that's a big deal. Bot lane, yeah. he's where which is arguably his best role. He, is, he went up 3 percentage points so far in bot lane. Jesus. Yeah, which he's annoying to play against in bot lane for sure. Just spamming his Q. Yeah. Yep. Sean, you picked up Karthus for a bit, didn't you? Yeah, when it was, like, popular for a while. I mean, I guess it is still kind of popular, but I haven't been seeing it as much. But yeah, I mean, just making him take here obviously just helps him. It's like, it's like tiny little buffs, but... I, did, I never really understood that, because he, he was seeing it a ton of play before the durability update, and then, like, afterwards, it seemed like he, like, fell off, which, with, like, a scaling champion like Karthus, you would have thought he would have actually went up, but for whatever reason, his win rate went down, and 
I didn't really understand that, but I understand the little buffs because his win rate had went down. Yeah, I don't, I don't know either. But yeah, he, uh, he now has 153 more health at level 18 <clears throat> by this, uh, by the health growth buff. So that's interesting. But yeah. So okay, uh, next one, uh, Sean, you want to cover Cled for us? Sure, just increasing the scaling on his Q and the cooldown on his W is being decreased. So, I mean, the Riot's little blurb just says they're trying to make him better late game, which, like, Clut is kind of notorious for being one of, like, the worst scaling champions in the game, because he's basically all single target damage. Um, so his, I mean, the W cooldown at max rank is 5 seconds now, and you don't build attack speed on Kled, so it's gonna basically almost always be up. I mean, it, it was 6 before, and when W's max, it is up quite a bit. But, I mean, I like it personally. I'm, I play a little bit of Kled. And the... I, I guess <laughs> I don't have a ton to say about it. He does, he does feel bad, like, if you don't bully your lane and you, you get behind a lane, you feel almost completely useless. Like, the, the like strength of the champion is to get your reset in a fight, so you gotta, you gotta kinda plan around, like, when you're gonna dismount and how you're gonna reset, but if you get behind on Clyde, you're basically just gonna dismount and die instantly, so it doesn't really help his, um, like, durability at all, but I guess, like, if you can get on their back lane and kill them faster, I guess that helps the durability. I'm not really sure. His win rate is up almost a full percentage point, so they're, they, it looks like they've realized the small buffs they're looking for, but, yeah, I don't, I don't play Kled much, because I don't quite, there's a lot of math behind what items you should and shouldn't be building, generally, because, and, and understanding how his passive works, uh, like with which health pool works well, um, because you have Scarl's health pool and you have Kled's health pool specifically works well with which items. So it's I don't know. It's just something that I haven't gotten into. Plus, he's also terrible in jungle. I just looked like his jungle winner is like twenty five percent. So not something I'd really pick up all that much. But I think it'd be cool if they could make him jungle. That'd be really cool. Yeah, I mean he'd probably have good ganks with his R, I guess, but. I, there's like one like challenger cled one trick I always I tune into a stream once in a while named Soul Mario he's pretty I mean he's really good at cled and he's always building lethality on cled which I never really understand <laughs> he does some wacky ass builds but I guess that's like most challenger one tricks they'll have a ton of different builds for each kind of situation so I guess I don't fully understand it but he must like see something in that situation to build it gotcha um, yeah. Any other thoughts, guys, on Kled, or should I move on to El Master Yi? That's the Spanish word for Master Yi, but it's probably not, but... Kai, if you're muted, I see. Let's you move up to Riot's fuck-up. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, well, I feel like you need to bring us through, then, with your... I, with that I, no, I don't want to. I hate this champion so much. You take it. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. So, Master Yi, attack range up by 50. Already pretty big. Then... His Q, uh, now he can choose where his, he can like choose the direction that he hops off the target um, after he Qs. And then uh, now also his W has been changed. It was like, it's a crazy cooldown change. It was 28, now it's nine. 
And then his mana cost also used to be a flat 50. Now it's 40 plus 6% of your mana per second. So you can continue. It just like the longer you're doing it, the it's going to really drain your mana pool. Um, and now uh, you also, as soon as you cast it for the first half a second of your meditate, you get 90% damage reduction. Was before it was, you get the same damage reduction across the entire time you use it. It didn't matter what was hitting you or anything. It was just the same amount of time. Um, but you also now get this, uh, you also now get the lingering damage reduction for at when meditate ends for half a second after meditate ends. Yep. So overall, meditate is, has a lot more skill expression now. It actually has skill expression. And then his Q also has some of that, and his attack range is up. So no damage increases, no attack speed, no move speed stuff, but attack range is huge. And then the Q being able to move, like you can, I've seen videos when this was on the PBE, you can actually choose which where you want your Q to go, and you can go over a wall if that person's close enough to a wall. So you can do some really funky stuff with it. I His win rate is very high right now, so I imagine that these buffs were a little heavy-handed, but... Um, I don't know. I didn't think these would be that bad. So, Kai, why do you think that this is Riot's biggest mistake of the patch? Because its win rate went from like 46 to 57 in a matter of hours. Yeah, his win rate right now is 54 plat plus. But, and his win rate last patch was 46. Yeah, so that's, a, that's an 8, 7% net increase. That's crazy. The attack range is kind of. Have any of you guys been on? Have any of you guys been on, and have you played as Yi or against Yi? Have you seen him so far? Yeah, I played a game uh, today as Master Yi. I just tried like a normal game, see what it was like, and uh, yeah, it feels pretty, pretty strong. Like, I mean, I got, I ended up getting like a triple kill. I think at like the second drag, and then like a another triple or quadra at the at Rift, and then it was just like, I mean, impossible to play any team to play the game. Gotcha. Nice. Well done. But, yeah, okay. Attack range. Good when it gets buffed. Bad when it gets nerfed. Shocking. The, uh, the other thing, I guess, uh, that's like worth mentioning is uh, like, combined with the uh, attack range, like, change, yeah, if you go lethal tempo on him and get the the full stacks on lethal tempo that increases your range too so it's like i mean it's super easy to to run people down with with that combo yeah that makes sense your attack range is almost probably going up to like 300 or yeah. so it's pretty it's pretty nutty that's all that's a little bit shorter than lilia's auto range and lilia i think is 375 or 350 or so yeah that's that's a pretty large attack range then jesus so okay Get some, uh, get some free low with Master Yi while you can. Um, next, then, we have Olaf. Uh, I'll just run through this. So, Olaf, base health gen and health regen be uh, growth being decreased. So, they want him to heal a little bit less passively just by doing nothing. Um, or just by existing. Then, his passive attack speed is up early. It still is the same late. And his Q mana cost is up by 10. So, overall... Um, this is a nerf to lane Olaf, but is a buff to, I'd say it's a 
neutral or maybe a tiny buffed jungle Olaf. Um, that's what they're trying to go for. They're trying to help him be more powerful in the jungle. I don't. I, this is not going to make me play Olaf, though. I will say I don't like Olaf anyways, but this is not going to make me play Olaf. Um, I don't know. Is this going to make any of you guys go and play Olaf? Do you think that this is accomplishing what they're wanting to make him more powerful in the the jungle? I like Olaf jungle. Um, I like it especially with there being more enablers in mid lane right now. Um, and one of the one of the guys on the competitive team that I play on plays a lot of enabling champions with a lot of a lot of CC, a lot of slows, or he plays like Seraphine stuff like that. So I could see Olaf being pretty good with stuff like that. Um, I don't know if I'll play it a bunch in solo queue, but I mean, I'll try it. Like, I don't know. I haven't experienced it yet, so I can't really say if it's like broken or anything. I don't think it's gonna be. Sean, John, either of you two guys got any thoughts? No, not really. He was I mean he's been he's been disgusting top forever and he's just like I, I feel like he's just like an unappealing champion to a lot of people because he he was like one of the best top laners and nobody was playing him still from what I saw. So like I mean he probably he definitely needed to be nerfed, but like like I said, like I still wasn't really seeing it at all. Yeah, I mean, I just didn't like when... I'm glad that they tried to move him or, like, nerf top Olaf a little bit because when that was really strong, it was super impressive. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I'll I'll give it a go. See how it, how it feels. But I don't know. I think that... Uh, gotcha. I haven't played him a ton in jungle, but I don't see. There's no reason not to try it. Cool. Well, um, that was Olaf. And then this next change is the biggest buff of the patch. Renekton's R now scales with AD. You get uh, the the damage per tick is up. Uh, it now has a 10% bonus AD ratio. Whoa. That is something. And it doesn't, I, I don't know. That doesn't do anything, I don't think. Like, it doesn't make Renekton good. It makes him, okay, maybe do a little bit more damage. But he's not, he's not good because of the the damage in that cloud around his R. That's not what would make him be better. It's the the rest of whatever Renekton's got going on. I don't think that this does anything. It's just it's a placebo buff saying like, hey, we know that Renekton gets a lot of shit in pro play, but he's still a champion. Go try him. That's what I read this change as. Yeah, I mean it's it's just like free extra damage. Like the the blurb says it's like it's similar to like the Cled change where like Renekton notoriously scales very badly. So like trying to help out his mid and late game now. But like you said, it's so small. Like 10% AD is very, very tiny. Yeah. And it is damage per tick to be noted. So then, and there's lots of ticks. I don't know if that's a every second he does damage or every like quarter second or every half second. I don't know how often the ticks are, but this is just, it's not amounting to a lot of damage. So I don't know. If it were maybe like 30 or 40% bonus AD, that's maybe something to look at. But that's still with one AD item when he's at his strongest on one item or one and a half items. You're not talking about a lot of bonus AD. We're talking in like 70, maybe 100. So you're talking 7 or 10 extra damage per tick. 
it does something, but it's not doing a lot. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just a little nudge reminder that he's he's a champion. Yeah, which is surprising because his pick rate is actually not terrible. Like in the last patch, it's like a three percent pick rate. There's lots of champions with much lower pick rates that um, deserve love, but yeah. So okay, well, that's Renekton. Um, Talia is getting more changes. I feel like every patch we get, there's like a page and a half, or at least one page of Talia changes. I don't know. Like I, whew, I'm getting tired of reading Talia changes. So Sean, you read them instead. I don't want to read them. Cube damage increased, mana cost decreased, bonus damage to monsters decreased, boulders now stun jungle monsters, are adjusted. Our Weaver's Wall no longer goes on cooldown when Talia damages wards or traps. I think it's pretty good. I've also like played Talia like once, so I I don't have any opinion on the champion really. Sure. I'm just reading, yeah, like that that R change that Sean read through, that totally makes sense. The the Q damage changes, it's they're giving her slightly more base damage and they're adding when she throws out the big boulder from the, the empowered Q, then it stuns jungle monsters. Oh, for three seconds, Jesus. So you can hit that pretty often. Like you could probably not get hit by you could can't you could kite out red buff or blue buff indefinitely with that, I think. Um that's pretty big. Yeah, I want to give it a go. But other than that, I don't know. Like this, yeah, it doesn't really change much of her laning. I don't think this makes it maybe a little bit better to lane, but mostly like they're trying to push her into the jungle a bit more. It seems. Yeah, yeah it just seems kind of weird because when they they did the changes before, they kind of changed the spread of the the rocks she lays out to be better for lane, or at least that's what it looked like. And now they want to send her back to the jungle. I think a lot of people are just used to her being a jungler from like before that change. So now I'm trying her to... to be a jungler. I, I, love, uh... I love Talia. I'm not. I'm not very good at her, but she would be a champion that I would want to learn in the jungle. Why? What? What about Talia appeals to you? I just think she's. I think she's fun. I like the E and W mechanic. Sure, that is pretty cool. I just. I just think. I just like her kit. I don't like. Okay. She she's another one who has become one of my more favorite ARAM champions. So back to our question of the week. Uh I like I like playing her in ARAM when I get the chance. Because then you can throw her R and and go through the entire map and back door. I get it, yes. Oh, I don't even use it for that. I choose to get out of lane. <laughs> or get out of get out of base quick. You lazy dude. You don't have to click that many times to get out of base. You'll get there in time, but yeah. I will, I will say I had like one of like the goofiest interactions I've seen in League with Talia all where I was playing Kled and I I ulted like into somebody that was on the other side of Talia all and like Kled all when it gets in range of somebody it locks onto them. So like it locked on the person on the other side of the Talia ult and Kled like sprinted all the way around the Talia ult to get to them. It looked so goofy but it was funny. Like, how fast are we talking sprinting? Like, as fast as when he's at the apex of his ultimate? Yeah, like, super wow. fast. It looked, it looked janky as hell, but it's it pretty funny. Jesus, that is pretty cool. Gotcha. Okay. So, that's Talia. Uh, now we have just a couple more champions and then a couple items. So, we have Vex. Uh, 
John, I heard you talking before that you uh, play in some Vex, so why don't you run us through this yeah, one? Her uh, Q cooldown is decreased at all ranks, and her AP ratio is increased. So it would just be nice for her laning, allow her to do Vex things a little better, bully a little more. I mean, I think Vex is a lot of fun. Um, I played her a little bit. Um, whenever I get put mid lane, I'll probably give her a whirl again. She's pretty simple, and she's she is a lot of fun. Like you're saying, like it's it's not a very creative kit, I don't think, and it doesn't. It's not something that's flashy, but it's reliable. Probably a pretty damn good auto fill mid pick. Yeah, and her ult's a lot of fun. It is very cool. So one thing that I, when we were in community night last night, or maybe on when I was playing a game on Monday or something, there was someone played Vex and I didn't know. But um, when Vex throws her R, does it damage? Like someone he threw it through Baron because we wiped the team. But does it damage Baron or, or and Dragon or no? Does it just fly through them and not even damage them? Because I know it doesn't stop on I them. Think it does damage. Okay, because I, I honestly don't know. Or I don't know if it does damage or if it's like uh, like Jinx ult where there has to be like people nearby and it does like AOE damage. I don't think it does AOE damage. I think it just it does damage to the thing it hits. Let me see. So I'm on her wiki now. Um, uh, it deals magic damage to enemies hit. It doesn't say in an AOE around. Um... Yeah, then uh, hitting an enemy champion marking can be recast. It doesn't say anything about oh, dealing da magic damage to enemies hit, so it might actually do damage to minions and other things like that. I don't quite know. I don't see Vex very often, so I don't really know. I'm just imagining it's like Jinzo, where it still damages the monster, but it doesn't stop unless it hits a champion. Sure. That makes sense. We'll go with that cool um okay kai have you got any thoughts on vex or no uh no I, <laughs> excuse me i think she i think she has sucked since the durability patch so i think this i think this definitely helps her i don't know if it's enough honestly uh but we'll see yeah yep all right well someone who has not sucked since the durability <laughs> patch is volley bear do you want to take us through your favorite polar bear there kai i do He's having a coughing fit right now. Hold on. Sorry, I was dying. Um, it's all good. Okay. So his Q bonus move speed has been decreased. <clears throat> it was 10 scaling to 26%. Now it's 8 scaling to 24. Uh, the damage was 20 scaling to 100. Now it's 10 scaling to 90. Uh, the AD ratio has stayed the same. His W, uh, the damage has gone down from 10 scaling to 110 plus 100 percent ad plus six percent bonus health now it's five scaling to 105 same ad ratio but it's five percent bonus health um and then the e sky splitter uh the damage has stayed the same uh except wait no yeah, it stayed the same, except for the percentage of the target's maximum health. That was 11 scaling to 15, now it's 9 scaling to 13. Uh, and then the da damage cap against non-champions has gone from 750 down to 650. 
So when I read this, I pretty much took it as it was the nerf that needed to happen for Volley Bear. You were able to build him tank, and he was still dealing a shit ton of damage. Way too much for a tank. Uh, please do the same thing to Orn, right? Um, so, like, you could build, you could build uh, either. You don't really need Frostfire, but you could build uh, Sunfire or uh, Kim Tank, and then you could go into a Hydra. So just build a Titanic Hydra, and then just more tanky stuff. And because you have two abilities that scale with Volley's max health, it was it, you were still just pumping out a shit ton of damage. Way too much for a tank, in my opinion. Um, so I don't think that this... I don't think that this necessarily takes him out of the meta. I just don't think he'll be completely OP anymore. Because um, one, one of his biggest things was he could duel just about every single jungler at level 3 and win unless they had ignite um, assuming assuming he hits his E, right? Um, and I don't think that that will be the case anymore. I think it will I think he's going to be used solely as an engaged stun bot he's not going to be able to get out the the two-pronged of being tanky as well as dealing ungodly amounts of damage. So I think it needed to happen, but I kind of hate it because he's one of my favorite junglers. Even before he became gigabusted, he was one of my favorites. So yeah, he definitely gigabusted, but his win rate has dropped by three percent. So I think that, like you're saying, these nerfs are making an impact. It's it's deserved. I didn't want to play him because he was too strong. Uh, I also found it difficult to play against him because I didn't it didn't it didn't even matter so much like if I was ahead or whatever he could just kind of run at people and not take that much damage and kill them. Like he was he was doing too much damage for like he he was just a burstier version of Mundo and Mundo is but also lower econ because Mundo's you know kind of supposed to be like a, a heavy like economically heavy sort of like juggernaut and he just volleyball doesn't feel that way at all um especially last patch so he he definitely needed uh some of the nerf hammer there so i'm i'm glad about that but on another note the set um the the bouse's other champion that he picked up it's now getting nerfed as well so maybe he should uh pick up something that's like really weak and they might buff it i don't know but it's kind of funny that scion was running all over the place because he made him popular and then they gutted scion and now they're nerfing volleybear i just think that's kind of funny myself i'll just say too like people always forget that his ult shuts down turrets and for a champion to be like this overstatted and just like stat checky to also have the ability to just turn off your turret and just beat the shit out of you felt so bad i can think of multiple times i played ranked and just Got dove only because it was Volibear, and he shut down my turret for like two seconds or whatever. And you you just can't do anything about it. Like especially after he gets like chem tank, like he just sprints at you, shuts down your turret, and you're just dead. Like you have no defense at that point. It felt so bad to play against. Nowhere is safe at all. So that's that's Volibear. So that is the last of the champion changes. There is 
Um, a couple of nerfs to some items, which I'll just quickly run through. Uh, we have Divine Sunderer getting nerfed. It is, well, it's it's getting changed a bit. Um, instead of doing like 12% of the target's maximum health if you're in melee form or 9% in ranged, now it's 6% and 3%, but plus 125% of your base AD. So they're changing the way the math works there, but it's probably a bit of a nerf, um, depending on, I know, some of the math there. But if you really want to see a mathematical breakdown, go ahead and go watch uh, Freak's patch rundown, because he breaks it all down and tells you when it's sort of a nerf, when it's a, a buff, and all the changes that ever happened. So go check that out. But uh, the heal is, it also is down, but it has like 65% of pre-mitigation damage and then as opposed to 50%. So they're making it, um, uh, but also giving it a base AD ratio. They're changing away some of the math works there. Um, the mythic bonus is now down. It was 5% magic and armor pen. Now it's 3% per item. So that's actually pretty impactful. And then um, that's actually it for Divine Sunder. Then I'll just run through all these items and we can talk about what we think is significant and stuff. So then uh, Demonic Embrace. Um, the passive now stacks when applied by multiple users. So, however, one user cannot refresh another user's application of the passive. So it's uh, same thing with Leandries now. They're making them stack. So before this patch, if two people on your team had Leandries or Demonic and they were both hitting the same target, only one of them was actually doing damage. The other one... It was just going into the ether. It wasn't actually doing anything. So now the damage will stack for more than two targets. So because before, if you had one, you had to plan out. Okay, only one Leandry user on our team because otherwise you're wasting the item. It didn't make sense. Now, this is a buff to Aram because a lot of people like to build burn items in Aram. So then uh, those are available there. Um, now then, Duskblade is getting its uh, mythic bonus for legendary items changed. So it was five ability haste. Now it's five ability haste and five movement speed. Um, Prowler's Claw getting its was five lethality and five, and now it's five lethality and five movement speed. And then Eclipse is also getting the same thing. It was 4% armor pen and now it's 4% armor pen plus five move speed. But they're also thinking that this is going to be big now. Lethality 80 carries are going to get uh, stronger. So preemptively, they're nerfing the ranged damage proc on Eclipse. It was 6% of max health. Now it's 3%. So they're making the item weaker because they know the mythic passives are all stronger. They're worried about that. But okay, that's all those items. Um, John, I'll go to you first. What do you think is uh, like, Who? what are the winners here and what are the losers? Like is... What what do you think of these item changes um, here? I think the divine Sunder one's probably good. Like, I feel like it'll affect champs like uh, like Wukong was kind of a tear in uh, jungle, so that's I think a bit of a nerf to him indirectly. Um, I think pretty much everyone who like went to item probably would agree that it was pretty strong. Um, I know as far as like uh, for a while pre this change. Um, in some situations, like when you would go like Bruise or Rengar, Divine Thunder is definitely pretty good against a tanky team. Um, so I mean, it's a nerf to stuff like that. Um, I think the Demonic Embrace, like, I don't know, Demonic and Leandris are just kind of annoying items to me a little bit. So 
I mean, I get that for ARAM, but I think um, I think sometimes that'll be annoying because those are also like pretty popular items. So I'll be interested to see how that all plays out because because like for champs that can proc that from really far away, like Seraphin, someone I can think of who you takes Leandries. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, the, and then as far as the, um, I think the range damage on the Eclipse needed to happen, but I don't know. I like that there's a little bit of move speed for those items too. That's a good stat for assassins. So I think that's always a nice thing to have, but also like taking away the oppressive, like, uh, lethality ADC stuff. Yeah, I think not right on the nose there. Totally agree. Sean, Kybe, thoughts? I want to know what it does to Bruisers with the Sunder. That's yeah, really the only the question map. I, I have. Does it shift a bunch of them to Triforce unless it's a tank-heavy team, in which case you want the Sunder, obviously? Um, or can you just go... Would you still go Triforce and then just go cleaver then uh, so i don't know i'm i'm interested to see the sunder for sure how how the bruisers will work with triforce and sunder and then um for the lethality stuff specifically since i've been spamming a lot of rexi um i think the five move speed it, it's i don't think it's anything crazy but it'll you know it'll definitely be nice to have so We'll see. I think this definitely also incentivizes, now that uh, you're saying the move speed's pretty impactful, um, building like a lethality item on champs that like non-traditionally wouldn't build that necessarily. So like going lethality Ezreal, or even if you don't build lethality and other stuff, but then you build one of these lethality mythics, it's going to make them so much more slippery. Like for, for those ranged characters, it's going to make them so much more slippery as well. I will say... Uh, so kind of back to bruisers, and I'll specifically say Vi. I don't think that I will be going uh, Triforce on Vi. I think it'll just switch to Eclipse if I don't need the Sunder, because the move speed on her will actually be very beneficial. Sure, totally makes sense. Her win rate right now, it actually went down in the last patch. It looks like negligibly, but people are still playing Sunder in most of the matches. So, yep. Like, the only thing I really have to say about it is, like, I'm wondering if Graves is going to all of a sudden start going Prowler's Claw instead of Eclipse, because that does seem like a the range damage prog going down to 3 from 6. Seems like a big nerf for Graves. I know there are some AD carries that still go lethality too, like Draven, but like, this, I don't know, it seems to hit Graves like the hardest to me. I could definitely see Prowler's Claw, like Prowler's Claw in and just like get like the close range autos on Graves. Doesn't seem half bad, and you're already going lethality anyways. John, you play Graves, what do you think of that idea? That would be. If they have a squishy team comp and you're going uh, Dark Harvest already, because I've seen that like 
I mean, it's always been a thing, but I've seen it like pop up more recently, like a little bit more Dark Harvest as opposed to Fleet. Um, I mean, I think that could definitely work. Like, that would be super nice into a squishy enemy team that um, has some mobility, because then you could just use Prowlers to stick on them, and then that with your EE, it's just like, that. that's not, it's like it'd be pretty impressive. Like, it definitely could work. Cool. Well, look out for uh, Prowler's Claw Graves on a rift near you. Yeah. Or just ban it like <laughs> I do, because then I don't have to face it. But yeah, the Eclipse, so. though, yeah, that is a nerfed uh, Eclipse. He was a huge builder and abuser of, of Eclipse. So that definitely hurts him there a little bit, but he'll probably. I'm sure he'll still. People will still build it. Gotcha. Well, um. After that, there's just a couple of changes to some system stuff. There's objective bounty changes. Um, they made some changes to it. So bounty linger duration is now 60 seconds as opposed to 5 seconds. They're making the duration before it falls off longer. But they're making bounties start to fall off a little earlier when the losing team reduces the lead. Uh, then claiming an objective bounty as bounties are lingering now cancels all other objective bounties on the map until their reactive uh, reactivated due to a large lead, so it temporarily shuts it off, it looks like, and then might turn it back on. Then champions with gold accumulating passives such as Draven or Gangplank and runes like Treasure Hunter no longer count towards your team's total gold when calculating bounties. That seems nuts, because then you, it just incentivizes you, if you're trying to you know, exploit objective bounties with some of the support stuff, you could then just take these, uh, take Treasure Hunter, and it won't be. It won't calculate that, so you'll be more likely to get it. And then uh, the way dragons and towers are weighted when calculated for bounties has been updated to be more in line with the player expectations. So they're adjusting that to, yeah. There's that. And then um, one thing with vision: uh, all jungle monsters and wards will now be visible instantly, even upon dashing or blinking into uh, visible range. So there used to be a slight delay, but now that's gone. Um, and Ultima Spellbook is back too. So yeah, uh, thoughts on objective bounties? It, I don't think it'll really change all that much. It just changes the way they work a little bit, but people won't notice that much of a difference, I don't think. Yeah, I think it's overall good, good changes. Yeah. Cool. Um, cool. And then we have, yep, Ultima Spellbook is back. I'm very excited. Uh, and now there's another clash coming out and, um, there's a bunch of, so there's a bunch of bug fixes and we were talking about these beforehand and John, you mentioned a couple, do you want to go through whichever the ones you thought were yeah, important? Sure. The, uh, the one that like kind of stuck out to me was the, uh, it was about with Kane fix a bug where Kane would gain transformation progress from first strikes bonus damage. So that like. Whenever first strike came out, like that was a big thing with Kane for uh, for blue Kane was it was super good because you could get your um, your form faster because it would go towards your progress for your uh, for your form like the extra first strike damage. So that's like it's definitely a a bug fix that's kind of a nerf to his blue form for sure. Um, let's see. Then the other one there was one yeah where um, Sibber's W would do zero damage to Zyra plants. Just thought that was kind of funny. Yep. 
and then I'm as I'm just looking, I see another one. Uh, fix a bug where Belveth's void corals could form inside of Mordekaiser's R if an enemy was killed outside within the same geographic area on the map, which is, that's pretty big because they're supposed to be separate spots. So if that was not working correctly, then now it is. Um, and then, uh, oh, also, fix a bug, the Maokai one we were talking about. Fixed a bug where Maokai's E saplings toss, the saplings would do damage through spell shields. So they weren't being destroyed like how spell shields should be working that's important so that's actually a really good change other than that there's a lot of other changes um not a lot of them we think are all that important but uh yeah so there's there's that so go ahead and look at all those if you want all of them the star guardian skins look pretty cool um i'm excited to maybe get star nemesis fiddlesticks we'll see I don't know the price of it when it comes out, but it looks pretty cool. Um, but the Star Guardian skins in general look cool, and I'm excited about the Star Guardian event whenever they finally tell us what all is going to be involved in that. I think it's like another 12 hours or maybe one more day before. But, yeah, so. Um, cool. Uh, TLDR, lots of changes, and listen to the rest of the episode. That's what the TLDR is. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, anything, uh, any last thoughts on the patch overall before we head out, guys? I love League. <laughs> Sean's just chuckling silently, so he doesn't have anything else to add to. Nice. Well, uh, with that, we will wrap up. This has been episode number 773 of the Trinity Force Podcast. If you have questions or suggestions, feel free to email us at questions at trinityforcepodcast.com. We're low on emails and would love the feedback on that. Um, Please go into the Discord server, and which can be found on our website, uh, which is trinityforcepodcast.com, and go in there and join us for community game nights, which happen at 7.15 Eastern time, whether that's standard or daylight. Depends on the daylight savings for the next, what, year and a half before daylight savings is gone. But um, And then, uh, yeah, join us there. It's a really good time on Tuesdays. It's 7.15 Eastern. And then... Uh, community, or I said community night, um, the question of the week, sorry. So go in there. We have a thread for the question of the week. Give us your feedback. We'd love to know what your favorite ARAM champion is and hear all your thoughts. Um, and I will be judging some of you that put in answers that I don't approve of. Uh, but, um, with that, thanks for listening. Um, oh, I guess I, I forgot to ask, do any of you, I know Sean, you don't stream. I don't think Kai, you do right now, or maybe you have a Twitch channel, but, uh, John, do you stream at all for anyone? Is there any place that people can go and check you out? Okay. Well, maybe something to look forward to in the future. Occasionally I stream on, uh, twitch.tv slash NA Eric, um, or maybe NA underscore Eric. I haven't looked at it in a while, actually. It's twitch.tv slash NA underscore Eric. Yes. Um, so go ahead and check me out. I play League and some other games like that. But this has been episode 773. Thanks for listening and have a good uh, have a good rest of your day. Good night. I love you. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to our product and being a member of the Trinity Force Network community. If you have a moment, please head over to iTunes and give your favorite show a comment and a rating. If you're so inclined, you can check out all of the other great shows in the network. We've got a wide variety of content from League of Legends to general gaming and role-playing podcasts. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found at Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit under T-Force Network. We've also got a Patreon under that name where you can support your favorite shows with a small donation each month. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you continue to enjoy all of our podcasts, videos, and the community that we've provided.